From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the all-star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Welcome to another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. We got three Oakland A's for you in this edition. Sergio Romo, Josh Harrison, and Cole Irvin. We'll start with the three-time World Series champion. What a career Sergio Romo has had. He's also been an all-star, and we've been waiting to get him on the show, and we finally got him. Here is the man with the incredible slider. And now Sergio Romo joins us here on A's Cast Live. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. BP just ended. We had optional uh, shag today, so I uh, took the option and just watched my teammate shag today. It's been a great start so far. Man, it has been a long time since <laughs> I interviewed you, and it's great to have you here. We've been waiting to have you on the program. Uh, this is where we do our show. This is our office, and uh, it's great to have you. And it's you know, it's been great to watch you really the way you've turned it around this season, and how you're feeling about yourself, and how Bob Melvin's feeling about you. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, being given the opportunity to play, you know, in a place where I still consider home here in the Bay, I still make home in the city. Uh, so uh, it, it's been a blessing in its own right in that in those regards. And then being around the guys that I've been around with this year, uh, no pun on any teammates I've had before, but this group right here, they've they've given me a reason to believe again, you know, and not just believe in myself or, or that anything's possible, believe that I can still compete, you know, that I still got it. And uh, I've had conversations with Dallas, uh, with Brandon yeah. uh, throughout the year, and uh, I feel that that's kind of something, you know, he's helped me with too. You know, it's it's not reminding me of who I am, but reminding me that one of the best things that I've, you know, that I can that I bring to the table is competitiveness. And, and as long as I compete, I got a shot. And if, if I believe in my competitiveness, I believe that I can go out there and just compete at this level, then, you know, good things can happen. And that's kind of what it was. You know, it's a little little switch in the mindset. And, you know, uh, here we go, having fun again. You know, what I've always loved about you, even back to your days in San Francisco, is your ability to do what you do. You know what you do. You talk about, you know, a lot of people want to compete. There's a lot of great competitors, but you got to know what you're successful at, no matter what the guy at the plate is, right-handed, left-handed, because there's people, ah, I can't get lefties out. You know what you do, and you're back to doing that. Talk about that. Uh, yeah, it, that little switch in the mindset, you know, uh, it helps with the conviction. Uh, and I think you can go out there and compete, but if you don't have that belief in yourself, that real that conviction doesn't really show. And and for me, I don't necessarily have the stuff that I you know for, that allows me to have much room for error. So uh, being convicted helps me not you know make so many mistakes or to limit those certain mistakes. Uh, but having the confidence in my teammates again, these guys, hey, you're Sergio Romo. I'm like, okay, they're, you're Sergio Romo. You're this 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 this, and they're trying to remind me of who I am and. Uh, and what I've accomplished in the past, but also at the same time realizing that what they're reminding me of is not necessarily what I've accomplished, but what I've accumulated most. Uh, it's not money, it's not fame, it's not houses, cars, uh, sponsorships, or any of that. What I've obtained most and what I've accomplished and accumulated most in my career is experience. So it's using that to my advantage, understanding who I am, what I can and cannot do as well, and just refining that and just going off of that. And uh, that conviction really, really goes a long way for me. You know, you have a pitch that's very special, and you've had it your entire life, 
and I've always marveled at it because people need to understand, you know, when we grew up, I, I pitched in college, I was terrible, but, you know, everybody tries to throw everything hard. And your ability to make one pitch be multiple pitches really with, with – with, and I talked about how sometimes it looks like a slurve, like a, a big Frisbee, and then you can make it a tight slider. You can throw it at different velocities at different times. It's just a blessing. Just talk about how you learned to do so many different things with just one pitch. Uh, well, yeah, first and foremost, thanks to my grandpa and my dad. You know, they're the ones that taught me the grip that I still use to this day and, and, and the mindset with it. Uh, for me, early in my career, I, I can't tell you, I can't say that I was close to the pitcher that I am now or that I've grown to be. Uh, not a thrower, but. I would go in there and they would put down a sign and I would trust Benjamin Molina at that point and I would yeah. trust Buster, Molina, uh, Buster Posey at that point. So, like, it's hard to not confide in those guys who are always well-prepared and knowledgeable in what they're doing. Uh, so, but with time, Dave Rigetti, uh, Mark Garner, always in my ear telling me, hey, throw that little short one that you do and throw that big loopy one. I'm going, huh? So then I started thinking about, like, oh, I really do do those things. Okay, how? Then that's where the refining and understanding who I am, what I can do, what I don't do as well, and then refining what I do do well with the intent to protect what I don't do as well. Velocity is not my game. So if I refine control and movement at that point, then it's going to protect my velocity to a certain extent because it's all relevant. If they're sitting on something else, then 85 to, you know, sometimes 87 here that I got <laughs> nowadays, like it, it, it doesn't necessarily register at that speed to the hitters, you know. So, uh it's just refining, staying who I am, refined who I was, who I am, staying that, and just equally competitive with conviction. It's, it's, I'm telling you, these, these guys' confidence that they've shown in me too, it, it, it's hard to not be upbeat and have some kind of, uh, how do you say, you know, positive mindset going into, you know, my outings. You know, the phone rings and I'm excited. Uh, here I am in season 14 and still feel like you know first couple of years when the phone rings and hoping that it's me going it's amazing, it's amazing. you know like <laughs> like that type of stuff so like it, it this group has allowed me to have fun again and competing has really been the the, the reason why well i know they, they're saying you got to go but we got to get more into this we got to get more into this because this is fascinating hey thank you for your time and good luck in this series Papa, that's what's up everyone take care man appreciate you guys Oh, that's great. Sergio Romo joining us here on A's Cast Live for the very first time. Thank you, Sergio. Appreciate it. From Sergio Romo to the new A, Josh Harrison. You think about his career, a two-time All-Star, what he's done in Pittsburgh, what he's done Detroit, Washington, and now with the Oakland Athletics, he can swing it. He's got great versatility. Here is Jay Hay. Josh Harrison is going to join us uh, as he's he's getting the uh, headphones well, you know what? It's great to finally meet you. This is our uh, live talk show called A's Cast Live that we do Monday through Friday from the field before every single game, and we've wanted to have you on the program since you got traded. So talking to the fans, welcome to Oakland. Thank you. Better late than never. Yeah, we've been waiting to have you, right? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know the one thing that you know we've watched, and, and Cody, my producer, is a big Pirates fan, been watching you for many, many years. I just love the way you enjoy playing the game. Oh, no, I appreciate it. You got to. Um, I don't take it for granted. Uh, I've been doing doing it for a while, but at the same time, uh, you know, I'm not going to be playing it forever. So if you do something you love, you got to show that you enjoy it. And every day I'm out there, I, I try to show it. Yeah, you stay loose. The game's hard enough, right? It's a game of failure. Staying loose helps you be more successful. Oh, yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, a game of failure, um, you, you got to find a way to get through it. Um, deal with failure a lot more than you do with success. So... I mean, at the end of the day, I'm blessed to be where I am, and 
You know, there, there are far worse things than going 0 for 4. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to go 0 for 4. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's part of the game. The greatest, the greatest in the game went, you know, 0 for. And, you know, the sooner you realize that, you know, the easier it is to say, okay, I mean, I'm not settling for 0 for 4, but, you know, it happens to the best. So why can't it happen to me? Enjoy it. Have fun. And uh, that's how you try to keep pressure off yourself. I mean, it's, it's already enough pressure in this game. Um, you know, the, the looser, the more free that you are, the, the better chance you have of going out there to help your team every night. You know, for a long time around these parts, we heard about working the count, take as many pitches. You know, the one thing that I think has been refreshing watching you and Starling come over, when you guys go to the plate, you guys go to the plate to do damage. You're going up there hacking. You're ready to go. Talk about your approach at home plate. Um, as, as part of, you know, maturity growing up and, you know, playing this game as long as we have. We, we know when certain spots to go up there and be aggressive. In certain spots, when not to, but uh, a lot of it is internal, knowing yourself. Um, I'm a guy coming up, when I first came up, they wanted me to be more patient. And knowing myself, I was like, I can be patient, but I've always been a guy that's been ready to hit. Um, so I'm going to be ready to hit. That's how I become patient, because I'm not antsy. If I'm taking pitches where it's like, oh, you want me to take, I'm not taking as I'm ready to hit. So when I am ready to hit, I'm antsy. So always being ready to hit, even if I know I'm taking, just put me in a position to say, I want them to think that I'm ready to hit every pitch because, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you don't want to give anything away to these pitchers just like they don't want to give anything away to us. And uh, sometimes that first pitch is your best pitch. And there are times where that first pitch might not be, but more than anything, if you're ready to hit, especially certain situations, um, you know, that's what guys live for. And, and part of it is knowing myself. And if I'm ready to hit, you leave me something out over the plate, I'm, I'm looking to get on base and, you know, do something to be on base to be driven in by the guys behind me. Yeah, well, those pitchers a couple times were getting you. <laughs> it was like a few games. It's like, no. no that, that, that's, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like to speak on it, but you guys are just getting a little glimpse of what, what, I've, what I've gotten the past three or four years. Um, but that's also part of, you know, I got to psych myself out going to box. I mean, I, I get pitched tough. Um, I've been hit a fair share of times. I do not like being hit. But, uh, you know, that, that's, that's part of the, the mental grind of going up there, not, a let, not letting it affect you know, the next A.B. Or, or whatever the case may be. Easier said than done. Um, you know, Cleveland got hit in the thumb, so some of it's physical to where, you know, it affects me. Um, the swing, uh, you know, gripping the bat, but, you know, thank God, you know, x-rays came back negative that day, and like I said, I've been hit plenty of times. Not that I'm looking forward to getting hit. I try to get out the way, but, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of how I get pitched. Um, and not that I'm expecting it, but it, it, it happens, and it's not fun, but got to move on. So you said, I can't remember after which game, but you made a comment that immediately, so I play in the post game, and you made this comment, and I went, oh, that's dead on. And the comment was talking about, um, it was about you getting pitched inside and guys throwing really hard. And you talked about saying, hey, listen, we're used to it now. Everybody's throwing hard. And it's just kind of the way the game has evolved to where yesteryear you're going to face a couple guys that throw 98, 99. Now it seems like every dude coming out of the bullpen throwing that hard. No, that's the truth. Um, and like you said, everybody's throwing 96 and above. I've had two broken hands on 96 miles an hour. So uh, I, I remember it was the White Sox. It was the White Sox okay, yeah. when I made that comment. Because um, that was my first game back. I got hit, and then I had two pitches that kind of buzzed me. And uh, you, you got to psych yourself out. You know, it's coming in hard, but uh, the minute that you go in there scared, you, you're not prepared to do, you know, damage. Um, you're not prepared to hit. So 
being hit, being thrown in, I, I got to find a way to put it in the back of my mind and, and, and stick my spikes in the dirt and be ready to, to hit a good one that they throw me. You know, one of the things that I love about your game is versatility. You know, the fact that you can bring a lot of gloves to the ballpark. I can put you in left. I can put you at second. I can put you at third. We're now putting you at short. I mean, that kind of versatility is what helps win championships, and you know what that's all about. Just talk about how you like being that type of player that no matter what the day is, you can play anywhere on the diamond. Uh, that's, that's how I got my first crack at the big leagues. Um, 2011, I was called up, and uh, 11 and 12, I think I played left, right, third, short, second. Uh, even pitched a third of an inning. That was when we was getting blown out. Um, How'd you do? Oh, zero ERA. My bad. My <laughs> Life, bad. Lifetime, lifetime zero. Lifetime. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't have to get back out there so I can stay there. <laughs> but um, you know, I, that, that's how I got my first crack. But uh, my freshman year of college was, you know, I came in as a shortstop growing up. Freshman year of college, I played left, right, third, short, and second. So it was something that was already in my background. And when I got to pro ball, didn't really do it till I got back to the big leagues. And, uh, I mean, I've had enough reps at all of them. I feel like I, I can play them just as well. It's, it's not easy not to toot my own horn, but uh, it's not an easy job to be able to play all those positions. But you see, you know, teams value it. A lot of teams now have a guy that, that they can plug in at different places because, I mean, 162 games is a grind. Guys, you know, need days here and there. There are things that you, especially in today's climate with COVID and everything, there are unforeseen events that, you know, this guy's on a COVID protocol list. We need a guy to go play left or, or third in the pinch. And, you know, that versatility is how I got my crack. And, you know, if ever asked upon, you know, it's something that they know I can do and I'm willing to. What do you think is your best position? I think my best position is second. But uh, I, I got some close seconds, I, I would think. But uh, second base for sure. Do you like to know before you get to the ballpark or it doesn't matter where you're going to play that day? Uh, I mean, I think anybody would like to know the day before just for preparation, but I've done it enough to where I've started a game and had to change positions in the first inning due to injury. So it's it's not anything that's going to take away from my preparation because I can warm up at one, at one position and then the game starts and something happens and I've had to go somewhere else. I got enough reps at all these spots that, you know, you can pretty much plug me in right before. I'll be fine. So Chip Hale is a good friend of ours. Obviously, he was a coach here and a coach with you in Washington. And when you guys got traded over, we had him on the program. He, he was out recruiting, you know, University yeah, yeah, of Arizona, yeah, Arizona head coach now. And to talk about you and Jan and the special times you guys had and how much he loves you and he loves Jan Gomes. He was talking about, you know, what, what you guys bring from just not – I mean, obviously you guys are really good players, but what you bring to the clubhouse – and I asked him just how tough was it breaking up that Nationals thing of what you guys had that was so special and magical. So when you when you did get traded, how tough was that? Um, I think when me and Jan got traded, it was it was tough, but it wasn't because I think we were the last two to be traded. So we had already seen, you know, I think six guys be traded. So, you know, tough in the aspect of, you know, what's about to happen, you know, where are we going, are we going somewhere, uh, you know, because when you set out for spring training and you start out for the regular season, you know, every team has one goal in mind. And um, while things didn't work out there, you know, we were still committed. And, you know, the last day of the deadline when, you know, a lot of us started getting traded, it was, all right, be prepared to go somewhere just not knowing where to go. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough. Um, you know, baseball is going to be baseball. You know, you, you got to perform wherever you go. That's playing the field, hitting, whatever the case may be. The, the biggest adjustment was family. Um, you know, leaving my wife and kids back home, uh, cross country, three hour time difference. School started, trying to get my time in to FaceTime my wife and kids while they're going to school and this or that. 
Um, that's been the toughest part. Um, you know, especially being on the East Coast, always having my family with me. So I would say that's the toughest part because, as I mentioned, baseball is baseball. You got to do what you got to do. Um, this team is a fun team. They, they've welcomed us with open arms. Um, biggest adjustment has been on the family side. But, uh, you know, it's always for a good cause. Anytime you got a chance to make the playoffs, uh, you know, you don't take it lightly. It's been six years for me, so I'm not taking it lightly. How weird was it to see Max Scherzer and Trey Turner in Dodger blue? About as weird as seeing us in green and yellow <laughs> yeah. and, and everything. Uh, you know, everything happens fast. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that's, that's also the part that a lot of us understand, given the time of our careers we are. We, we understand the business side. We understand, you know, the situation that the Nats were in. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's part of it. You play this game long enough. You're for, we've been blessed and fortunate enough to see, you know, a lot of different scenarios. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, you know, excited to be here and, you know, keep pushing towards, you know, this playoff run. But I have to think, you know, Oakland's a different cat than everywhere else, right? I got to think this really fits your personality, this clubhouse, the environment here in Oakland. Talk about how this is really a good fit for you. Um, to be honest, anywhere I go is going to be a good fit because I'm going to be me. But uh, these guys welcome me with open arms, my energy. Uh, you know, I have fun. So it wasn't like I came to a clubhouse or, or a locker room that was very stale and dry. Like these guys have fun. They play with energy. They want to win. And uh, so for me, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm blending right in with these guys, having fun, energy. And, and the Bay Area, the crowd, um, you know, you, you can feel the energy in the stadium. It's, it's part of what we do when we're out here feeling that. And they, 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 they've welcomed me with open arms, laughed at some of the stuff I've done on the field. But that's just me being me, having fun, enjoying it. Have you shot a free throw yet? Oh, yeah. Did you make it? Of course. There you go. Because a lot of guys don't. Oh, I mean, I didn't make the first one. I ain't going to okay. sit here. I'm going to be honest. First one, in and out. Second one. Did you get booed? I mean, they didn't boo me. Or, I don't know, I'm so used to drowning out boos, maybe they did. <laughs> <laughs> but the second one, nothing but nylon, you know. Had to keep the Allen Iverson sleeve on. That's what did it. Oh, I love you it. Know? Hey, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. We've been asking, we got to get him on, we got to get him on. Because uh, what you guys have brought is exactly what the doctor needed. Brought aggressiveness, championship pedigree, and guys that know how to win. As I said, we brought in ballers. You guys are ballers. This is exactly what this organization needed. And now this tough stretch, you got the Mariners and the Yankees. This is no day at the beach. I don't think any day is a day at the beach. This is crunch time. Uh, regardless who's on the other side, we take care of what we have to. We'll be where we want to be. Hey, thank you for coming on. It's nice to meet you. you. Good thank luck you. the rest of the series. Thank you. And we'll end with a guy that we never thought he would do this much for the A's. When you look at the numbers, when you look at the ERA, you look at the innings pitched, Cole Irvin has been fantastic for the A's this year. Here's the lefty. Cole Irvin's going to join us here. How are you? Good. How are you? It's good to finally uh, see you in person on the field. In person is always better than not in person, for sure. So how have you been? I uh, can't complain. I just uh, got to see a bunch of family yeah. uh, on this last road trip. I got my mom up in the northwest and uh, all my family on her side up there. And then got my family down in Anaheim um, as well. So, I mean, it was just a good family kind of road trip, I guess you could say. Watching you pitch, I always kept thinking about when you're walking off the mound, well, I'm sure you prep the mound, the base pass in front of the dugout, like – does that ever run through your mind that I used to be on the grounds career? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I talked to them uh, when we were last there uh, pretty regularly. And then 
obviously in this in this last time I got to be able to pitch on the on the mound that I've been around since high school and got to maintain that that ballpark and um, you know there's a lot of pride that goes into that stadium so I mean there was no love lost for for that dirt and for that grass there um, I, I enjoy every minute I get to you know suit up there so there's still guys there that you oh, worked yeah. with about wow. five guys five That's guys awesome. uh Vinny he was my fifth grade PE teacher so I knew him before I was even um, thought to be on the grounds crew. So that's been a that, that was pretty cool. I've known him for a lot of years, and then uh, Barney and um, you know just the rest of the team there. They they were trying to give me a hard time. They're like, you better be working quick on Saturday because you know long games for a grounds crew does not result in an early night. You know, I bet they got a lot of pride when they and I don't know what they've said to you, but to think that you were a kid working with them. And they're now they're watching you out on the mound. They got to have a lot of pride in that. Yeah, there, there was it was a good feeling. It was it was it was really cool to just talk to them afterwards, and you know they were all they all had smiles on their faces. And um, I asked I asked Bird, I asked him, you know, how many guys do you think went from grounds crew to the big leagues? And uh, he was like, probably zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, it you was might a be of, a trivia question. Uh, might be. Might be, but you know, I had a lot of fun with those guys, and and Bert gave me a hard time because he goes, couldn't do it in two hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> this is like two hours and forty-five or something like that. Well, I do appreciate uh, as someone that's uh, on obviously well before the game and on well after the game, I do appreciate the rhythm and where you go. Uh, I can't tell you when, you know, the athletics we we had a what we had eight straight games over three hours. We had one of them was a two nothing game and it was over three hours. I like it. You get the ball, you throw strikes, and and let's get the team back into the dugout. Good or bad, I am. You can count on me for for one thing, and that's working quick and working in a rhythm that that suits me. And and I think that's. I was told by a sports psychologist that uh, a hitter it takes a hitter 13 seconds to forget the previous pitch. So if you put a timer on me, I'm I'm within that 13 seconds at least ready to go um, maybe releasing it at 15 or 20 but I'm trying to get it I'm trying to get the ball and go because I, I don't want that uh, that pitch uh, to be thought about I don't want him to clear it I want him to think about that previous pitch that's fascinating yeah well also we all know when you pitch and you pitch to contact the guys behind you are engaged mm-hmm. a heck of a lot more yeah and you got a great defense behind you but I want to fall back on that so if I'm a, if you throw if you flip me a breaking ball and I miss it, I got 13 seconds, mm-hmm. and so you're thinking I want him still in that mindset when I'm throwing it again. I don't want him thinking about what pitch is coming next. Wow, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, Ken Revisa, who's no no longer with us, is uh, was the person that introduced me to that theory, that thought, and. Uh, and I learned that at Oregon, and so that's kind of been uh, a mindset I've always had, and hasn't hasn't left me. And and that's something that I've always kind of carried into every outing is is reminder of, you know, there's gonna be times where I gotta take my time and, and kind of reset myself and and get ready to go. But that 13 seconds is still in the back of my mind of trying to release the ball. So you think of those relievers who get up, throw as hard as they can. Get the ball, go around the mound. You're now at 25 seconds. You've you've basically given the guy the ability to breathe, rethink, yeah. reprocess. Yeah. And after this interview, I guarantee you, every hitter's going to take 30 seconds in the box. So that's <laughs> not going to be my fault. Batting gloves. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. 100%. So uh, I'm glad I gave everyone my my uh, my theory and. <laughs> 
No, hey, still get up there and throw it. You know, what do you think is different about you this year versus previous years? You know, I, I, I was talking to Jim Salisbury of uh, with NBC Philadelphia today, and he asked me the same thing. And to be honest, it was just a lot of off-season work of, of improving of where I wanted to be. I, I wasn't happy with um, the results of the previous season, and I know I could pitch better. And um, the command wasn't there. So I really took the off-season to focus, on, focus in on my mechanics on top of my adjustment to move to the other side of the rubber from first base side to the third base side. And uh, that allowed me to open up my arsenal on the inside part of the plate, throw my slider a little bit more. Um, and it just got me into a lot more confident uh, area. And the command levels shot through the roof. And it's just been something I've been riding and, and believing in. Well, something that we have talked to A's players all these years that we've been doing this, that when guys come here, they know they have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't know you can say that in every organization. So it's one thing to say the different things that you've done, but the other thing is that you came here when they when they basically bought you from Philadelphia, there has to be something psychological about it, knowing that, hey, if I do pitch well, I will have an opportunity here. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Dalton Jeffries and I had a, an incredible spring, and he and I became close through it, and um, you know, he might be might have been my first friend in the organization, and so – uh, you know, he pitched well to earn that opportunity as well. And, um, you know, those big decisions don't come down to us. And, unfortunately, we had we had fires out. And uh, and I just had to had to continue to pitch. And facing the Houston Astros uh, two times, you know, first two starts, uh, given a new opportunity isn't always easy. Um, I felt like I pitched better than the numbers showed. But, like, it was, it was one of those deals where – you had to focus on what, what was that next pitch, that next opportunity. What, when was that going to be and take advantage of that and uh, found a rhythm and, and haven't looked back. You know, it's so funny when you look at lineups, you look at staffs, human beings feed off of each other, whether it's good or bad, right? Correct. Everybody can go bad at the same time. Oh, yeah. So when I think of 73 straight games, you guys had the same five guys going. You guys have been feeding off of each other. What has this been like? And you also lead baseball in innings pitched. Uh, I mean, I think right before the All-Star break, uh, I, I, I turned to Frankie and I said, I think we might be one of the few organizations or few rotations that have all, all but one guy that has 100-plus innings on the year. And that kind of blew me away. Um, I, I've, this is the first year that I've kind of taken a, been able to take a step back and look at my performance and, and be happy with it going into that uh, all-star break. Um, and so it was kind of unique to share that kind of excitement and, and that of uh, that need to want to continue what we've been doing all year uh, post all-star break. And, and um, you know, Sean has been incredible for me as another left-hander that I can kind of lean on and talk to about, um, you know, attacking lineups and attacking hitters or what he might be seeing and what might, he might be even working on um, that might be able to help me improve my game. And Bassett does not come uh, into the dugout with something to say every time. And so he's another great person. Turn around. Yeah. See, in the dugout <laughs> talking. Not surprised. Just not surprised at all. Uh -huh. uh, and, that's, and that's the cool part is, is every single one of us, after we come out of the game, we talk about it. We, we absorb that, that outing, good or bad, and we just keep trying to find ways to improve each other. And 
And when guys are throwing well and there's a string of good starts, you're you're hoping that we continue that success. And, and I think you saw that in the this past road trip as we started having those good starts and now it's starting to lead to, into more good outings. You know, I, I, I think about the fun that you guys have during the game, obviously inside the clubhouse, and now you got a trident, you got all this stuff going on. <laughs> right. But you don't want to be the weak link. Talk about that, how you don't want to be that guy that has the bad start in between the other four. I don't even think we think about the bad start. I, I really don't. I, I really think we were so focused on improving each other's, you know, next outing that I, I don't feel like the weak link is, is even a thought or is even a, a conversation that we have. Like, if we have a bad start like I did in Seattle, um, we, we talk about it. We, we, we kind of embrace it and say, hey, wipe that off your back. You're getting into, the, into this next game and you're going to pitch well. You know, and then that's – that's ultimately what happened is is they they reminded me like hey you're still pitching well don't worry about it it's not a, you know it's one start and so i think that weak link chain is uh really tough to find in our rotation because we're we're extremely positive um in between starts and with ourselves but more even more so with each other all right just two more um when you start thinking about the guys you just added to the clubhouse mm -hmm. you added some real players oh yeah world series champions all stars and when you change three bats out of nine and not saying they're these certain guys on the bench are not going to play now and so murph's going to catch at times but just what did it mean to bring in just not experienced guys but legit players I mean, we, we've we've had a great team all all year, and to add uh, three offensive guys and uh, Andrew in the in the bullpen, I mean, I think it gives not just the rotation a little pick me up as an excitement because we've we've pitched well all year, um, but more so, I think the bullpen has got another reliable arm. We've had a reliable bullpen all year, um, and then just having that offense uh, that offense boost is just going to be a really driving factor for this second half and and I forget how many games we got left but I know that we're we're itching to play a lot of games and we're and we're ready to kind of take on whoever's in front of us and um, it's a lot of fun and it brings a lot of energy this is the first time I've got to experience it um, uh, you know a trade deadline and being a part of a you know a winning ball club and that is just giving me so much energy just to like want to go out and pitch well and, and give our chance get our give our offensive a chance to you know put us put us up on the board and it's it's just, it's just really exciting and I got I mean Bassett said that it, you can ride this energy for two weeks I feel like we're gonna ride it into the into the postseason I love the Randy Macho Man Savage glasses by the way those are the exact same <laughs> those glasses right back in the day Macho Man all right let's end on this because I know you're gonna love this I can't wait we're in August <laughs> You know it starts in late August. Right. College football. Uh-huh. And there's going to be a lot of Pac-12 hate in that clubhouse. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Stanford, Cal, you got Oregon. I mean, I can't wait to see you guys get after it. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect yet. Um, I haven't had this many Pac-12 uh, represented <laughs> in the clubhouse. Uh, I'm definitely excited. Uh, you know, I've been paying attention to what those Ducks are doing up in Eugene and um, you know the conversations haven't quite started yet, but oh, I know will. That, I know they're about to, and it's it's going to be exciting. I love football season. Um, Saturdays Saturdays are for the boys, so 
you know, you got to you got to be able to, you know, have some fun on on Saturdays during season. Well, I mean, I mean, you think you got Jed, you got Piscotty, Stanford. Right. When, when Simeon was here, we had so much Cal from Melvin. <laughs> to, I mean, it's like everybody at Canna, everybody on the team was from Cal. So yeah. it, it gets pretty spirited. So and adding you to the mix, who, who's USC? Well, don't forget Dalton Jeffries is a Cal guy too. That's another Cal guy. James Caprellian's a uh, UCLA. UCLA, but UCLA. He, isn't he a USC fan though? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean his whole family was SC, and he was the only one to go to UCLA. So I think he's playing playing for both teams. He, my he, grandfather went to USC, so I'm I have a little bit of love there too. I can't believe a Bruin on this show live on the air said he roots for USC over UCLA. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, that's crazy. He, he's got he's got so much Trojan in his blood that I I don't know. I don't know how he went to UCLA. I know, I know, it's probably because of Savage, but, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, you know, if I, if it wasn't me for enjoying all those, all those years of good Oregon teams, um, you know, I still root for USC. I try to watch both teams as much as I can. I don't know if we should. Well, well, one more. Uh, Kevin Franzen. <laughs> Kevin Franzen gave us a call when we traded for you. Mm-hmm. Kevin and I both played at San Jose State. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you got to get him on. He's fabulous. I got to tell you, Kevin was right. From whether we were doing the go-kart when we first yeah, got you. Yeah, the first, the first call I was at the go-kart track, well, yeah. of all things. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're great. We appreciate your time. It's great to finally – this is what we normally do in non-COVID. We're like the only team allowed to do this. So to do a live talk show from the field is always really cool. Great to have you. Be well, be safe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Well, we want to thank Sergio Romo, Josh Harrison, and Cole Irvin for stopping by A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.